We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's February 14th, it's 2022. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. Joined by my buddy, Dre, Drizzy26. What's happening, my friend? Uh, You know, hanging in there after a tough little loss from the Bengals today. I thought I was going to go perfect in the postseason on all my picks, but... You can't win them all sometimes, but it was a good game overall. Um, and I'm just glad, you know, we got basketball to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, Beckham going out, it felt like killed a lot of my props um, just in general because that whole offense changed. But, you know, football season's over. <laughs> look, that's how I look at it. It's over now. And, I mean, I get ready for the Daytona 500. I'm super excited about that um, coming up. You know, that's – this whole week, you know, starting Tuesday, you know, I, I pretty much am at the track every day. So I'm excited um, for racing to be back and, you know, definitely excited for basketball. Um, it seems like a good week of slates, some trades, you know, everything. And, you know, we got to kind of get back in the groove. And and when, right when we get back in the groove, we'll have three people ruled out 10 minutes before lock. So, you know, just how it goes. But. I am happy. I will say this. I am happy for Matthew Stafford. I feel like he never really got a fair shake in Detroit, and it was really cool to see him win a Super Bowl. It was really cool to see Darnold win a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, Darnold is just a guy that has always been very, very good and, you know, well-deserving. I mean, the Rams are a good team. The Bengals, you know, they got to be kind of excited. Joe Burrow chase like that combo is going to be a combo we talk about for years so i mean i'm excited already 
for next season. I think we're going to see a lot of changes this off season and, you know, just get ready for it. Almost definitely. Can't wait for it to happen. See what happens. And probably one of the best halftime shows, man. I just like, I'm a, I'm a eighties baby. So um, that stuff was, you know, stuff I listened to in middle school. Um, so I was, I was super that, that halftime show, I was pumped. Oh yeah. It was a, it was a great one. I hope the NFL continues to do stuff like that and take it back a little bit because that's when honestly the music was the best. It was just, it was fun, man. The whole thing was fun. So let's get into this NBA slate. We got nine games to talk about here. We get started with Detroit at Washington two eighteen and a half and a half total here. Washington is a four point favorite. Detroit will be without Frank Jackson still. Washington will be without Beal, Gafford, and Porzingis. Um, so starting here on the Detroit side of things, Cunningham, 7,400. I don't think this price is too bad. I'm just wanting to see, I think, like minutes kind of bump back up for him before I get like super excited about playing him. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Katie's been... Um... He's been a little weird to me since um since Grant's come back. He really hasn't shown like a monster like uh, like like the upside he has before so far. But it's only been I know a few games with him being back. So um, maybe that'll change this the more they get used to each other. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out for them. But um, at 7400, I think you can play him. He's in play obviously on tournaments, but um, not a priority for me. Um, more important play, definitely, I would say on um, on Fanduel at sixty six hundred, which is a little bit, which is definitely a little bit of a better price. But uh, the, the the person I would still be trying to look at probably here is Grant, um, being at fifty seven hundred on a uh, on Fanduel, and having a price of sixty three hundred on DK. Yeah, I don't mind him. I kind of like Isaiah Stewart in this spot. Uh, I think the minutes are kind of secure for him. We've seen him get a lot of like high opportunity shots. Um, so I, I kind of like Isaiah Stewart at 5,500 over there on DraftKings. And then, you know, looking at the Washington side of things, I mean, Kuzma's usage is going to be really high right now. You know, he definitely got a price increase. I think Bryant is going to be someone that they're going to have to get more minutes here. Maybe they don't. I, I mean, it's always a guessing game. And then Raul Nato is someone that should play decent minutes. But I mean... Honestly, Washington's kind of all over the place. I think you could look for some value with, um, is it Kespert? I, I think is how they said it the other night. Um, you know, he's someone that should play minutes in this game. And maybe they give Hatchamora minutes, but yeah, I think his minutes are still kind of limited as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the guys I just would target here, I, I love Kuzma on FanDuel at 77. I think 7,700. Um, yeah. To me, excellent play. Like, like, and and like you said, he's getting all the uses now, and you see him now expand his game a little bit more to like the to getting to passing and getting more assists. Um, pretty much like a point forward in a way now. So, um, the triple double upside is there with him. So he's someone I, I I would have high on my radar for GPP tomorrow, um, or today, and 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 um, play him for sure. Um, I do like Corey Kisberg. I like him more on DK at the price. Uh, I think it's 4,100, so I would definitely target him for sure. Um, anyone else would just be a GPP play. Raul Neto is good to to have as a little bit of a salary saver, but his price has come up a little bit more 
Um, KCP is fine to take shots on the GPPs, but not the highest upside guy or highest usage guy either. Um, better probably of a play on FanDuel uh, for for the steals and blocks upside. And Abdi is always good, but you never know what you're going to get. So the main pieces I would just probably be targeting would be uh, Kuzma, uh, Kitsburg, and freaking a little bit of everyone else. I'm not even that high even on um, Bryant. 22 minutes, I understand. 22 minutes he played last game, which is good, but I don't know where I, – I'm just, I just want to know what's going on with him. Like, he played 19 minutes a couple games ago and had, like, 33 fantasy points, which was great. But is that going to continue to be a trend, especially against Detroit? Um, 4500 too. His price is coming up a little bit, too. So uh, that's another thing to think about, too. Yeah, we – I mean, I think all of us kind of thought he was going to be unleashed um, with the moves and everything and still just not getting the minutes. And I get being careful, but, I mean, you got to kind of give the guys some minutes to see what you got um, at this point if you're Washington. But who knows? GPP dart, I think. I think everybody outside of Kuzma, honestly, is a GPP dart. And uh, I mean, Kuzma – He's someone you're looking at in the prop game. He's someone you're looking at DFS. Like he's just, he's doing it all right now. So, and it's a great matchup. Detroit doesn't play defense. The game should stay close uh, with, all, with, you know, both of these teams kind of missing players and the trades and everything like that. So good game to target DFS wise and in the prop world, Sacramento at Brooklyn is where we go next. This game has a 224 total. Sacramento is a, Four-point favorite in this one. Terrence Davis is out. Jeremy Lamb is questionable. And on the Brooklyn side, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, they're all out. And James Johnson is questionable. We'll start with Sacramento. Um, You know, we're starting to see, like, what is going to happen here with Sabonis and what's going to happen with Fox, you know, playing with a big guy like Sabonis who is going to kind of get some usage here. I'm kind of iffy on playing anybody from Sacramento at this point because, you know, you look at Fox, you look at Sabonis. I think it's going to take some while, a little while at least, for these two guys to kind of get used to playing together. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, it's just that it's hard to fade Sabonis sometimes, especially at the price that he's at, when he, we know what his upside can be. Um, he has triple-double upside almost every single night. And he can do it easily here in this matchup. So they would be GPP plays, definitely for sure. Um, I still like Harrison Barnes, too, um, as, a, as a GPP player who's not going to get a lot of ownership. But, um, yeah, this team is going to be strictly, like, either not like uh, like players that don't use from it um, rarely, but in tournaments. And I'll be more so targeting, like, the like the bigger, bigger name guys that get more of the usage. Um, like like Barnes, Fox, um, Sabonis, those just those guys, um, and even a little bit of Davion Mitchell because I know that they're limited on guards right now too. So um, those those are the main guys I would just be looking at. Other than that, I wouldn't probably touch anyone else. I think if I was going to play one of the two between Fox and Sabonis, I think it'd be Sabonis, um, even at a little bit higher price tag. You, they've played fifty eight minutes together so far, which is still such a small sample, but it's the only thing that we can kind of look at. They have the exact same usage so far at 26%. But Sabonis is averaging 1.4 fantasy points per minute, and Fox is 0.88. And I do think Fox is going to take a hit 
with Sabonis. I just think Sabonis is going to get his no matter what. And maybe being in an offense like this, you know, maybe he has triple-double upside. Maybe Sabonis is someone that the assists start rolling in more and more um, in this offense, you know, with with Fox, with Barnes, with these guys around him. So um, on the Brooklyn side, I don't know what to think here. Um, I know you're a Brooklyn fan. I know you go to a lot of Brooklyn games. I just I don't know what to even think about here as far as Brooklyn. Um, I mean, maybe you take some shots here on Cameron Thomas. Maybe you take some shots on LaMarcus Aldridge or, you know, even maybe a Seth Curry. But I think everybody I think everybody outside of Cam Thomas is a is a tournament dart because the minutes with Claxon, with Griffin, with LaMarcus, like with Drummond, like we have no idea what the minute situation is going to look like in Brooklyn in this game. Yeah, I'm a Miami Heat fan. So, but, I know but you that, go to Brooklyn games a lot. <laughs> no, I, I, go, I go to Brooklyn games all the time, yeah, because I'm um I live here, so in New York, but and I love it. Um, but you, you're right, you, you're definitely right. This team is definitely, definitely more of a tournament team. Um, Steve Nash just plays like he doesn't stick to one type of rotation. One minute Blake's in the rotation, next minute he's out the rotation, and then you have other guys that 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 should be playing that aren't getting no minutes at all. They brought Paul Mills that in, then they didn't play him, and then now they trade him away. It's a lot of confusion going on in Brooklyn, I feel, with the coaching staff, and that's what's causing the headache. So I agree with you. Cam Thomas, he's the only one probably going to get a lot of minutes because he, he's a young um, guy on the team, and they probably want to develop him a little bit more, especially with KD being out and Kyrie being out. Um, so I, I would I would definitely play those play these guys in tournaments. I think Seth Curry at 5,400, though, is a little bit of a cheap price, especially when we know he's probably going to be – I would imagine him being the primary ball handler um, and Patty Mills being a secondary. So um, I like kind of like Seth a little bit at, at that price of 5,400. I think that's kind of like a, almost a steal on 53 on, on FanDuel too. So it, these would be strictly tournament plays, but um, that's really it because, like I said, we don't know how many minutes they're going to get. But I know this game. But the thing about this is I think this game is going to be competitive still and be fast. So it, it, I definitely feel like I want a couple pieces of this of this game somehow, some way. Yeah, I mean, no Kyrie here. And when they were on the road, you know, he was just playing. I mean, what did he play? 41 minutes, 42 minutes against Miami the other night. Um, with him out, like, there's just going to be so much usage to go around right now. And, and I mean, sure, you know, gosh, man, Patty Mills. Like, there's so many, like, chances you can say. I just think that, like, the safest in – the guy with the most ceiling is still Cam Thomas. Um, so that's kind of where I would live here. I think it's interesting, like in large field tournaments to, you know, hate to even say it, but I, like a guy like David Duke Jr. We've mm -hmm. seen him get run with Kyrie off and with Harden and Durant off. And maybe this is a spot they play him. I could easily see them going like Javon Carter. It's like you said, man, there's no, safe play when it comes to this rotation um that's why i said i think cam thomas is the guy that you're looking at and i hope they bring him off the bench to maybe keep his ownership down a little bit because his usage is still going to be very high here so uh, i can put hold on i want to bounce back real quick i what i would do like i know this is an early morning show but I, what i would do just for the listeners out there is set up a rule where you probably if you're going to play brooklyn guys 
where you limit them to probably like one or two a lineup. So that way you're not getting a whole bunch of in there because they probably will pop just because of the situation. That's all. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to pop in like models just because of the minutes and the usage and the potential in a game that, you know, should stay pretty close. Maybe, um, I don't know, Sacramento should handily win this game, but they're road favorites at four right now. So who knows? OKC at New York, 206 and a half total here. Uh, New York, a nine and a half point favorite in this one on the Thunder side, SGA, Muscala. Robinson Earl out on the Knicks side, Barrett out, Rose out, Noel, Reddish, and Mitch Rob, um, all questionable. Start with the Thunder. I mean, I love, I love like taking the props on like Giddy and Dort on like a nightly basis, especially over on like prize picks, but I don't love playing anybody in DFS outside of like Baisley in just pure tournament upside and his price has almost got to the point where he might not be like super playable he is playing really good consistent minutes though yeah um i like ba- I, I like basically for the maze that the consistent the consistency in the minutes has been there and i love it um and i, I just want to see what's going on with the next front line tomorrow because it, it kind of scares me he's a little bit he's been consistent too a little bit with this with the fantasy score lately too um, and if he's going to continue to play around the mid-30s minutes, I want to have a lot more interest in him for sure. Um, I know people were saying we don't, they don't want to play Josh Giddy at the price, but I know he's going to cut the coach with him around 30 minutes. But I think still in 30 minutes and in in his price is coming, um, I know it's at 7,200, so it's a little bit high, but he's still getting there with the numbers. Um, and he, he got triple-double the last game against Chicago, put up 37 fantasy points. So, He's someone I I definitely think I want to take a shot in and, and like if it, in a large large field GPPs, um and a guy like Dort Dort um who's probably going to be the number one scoring option on the team, um is someone I definitely probably always going to want to take shots on the tournaments, um but that's really it. There's still those main three guys. Oh, Arisari and Poku and Poku, uh, Poku is another one who who I think is a fantastic play, um. I just want to see him do a little bit more, but 4,200. So it's too cheap of a price to pass up on, especially on DK. Uh, on the Knicks side of things here, you know, Barrett out, Rose out. I mean, we're, we're going to see, you know, Fournier take more shots. You know, if he hits them, yeah, he could potentially get there. I think Julius Randall's the tournament play. I know he's super expensive at 9,600 on DraftKings, but, OKC is one of the worst teams in the NBA against the four and the five. If there was ever a game for Randall just to have a monster game, I think this is it. And I think this might be a spot he's worth the price tag. I completely agree with you. Randall's another one of my favorite GBP plays tomorrow. Um, Just because he hasn't been playing well. I would play him more on DK than on FanDuel. I know that, that sticker, that price is a little bit, it's a sticker shock to me at 10k but he's been he's been playing well the last three games so um and i expect him to keep it going um here against okc so i i love it i love playing him um definitely different and i don't think a lot of people want to play that price for him but he's definitely worth it in tournaments because the knicks find some way to keep every game close no matter what so he's definitely worth the tournament shot and probably just the only guy I would probably play from this team honestly Maybe a little bit of the 40, like you mentioned before, 
or um or Cam Reddish because I think he's been getting a little bit more minutes than if he plays. But other than that, that's really it. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to wait and see as far as like some secondary pieces and stuff, uh, who's in, who's out here, kind of thing. Um, you know, because I, if if Mitchell Robinson gets ruled out and a few of these other guys like Cam Reddish, like it could potentially open up you know, some minutes for even like a Quentin Grimes or something like that. And he's minimum salary. Um, and, and if all these guys are out, especially with RJ Barrett already ruled out, I mean, Grimes at 3K might be one of the best projected point per dollar plays on the entire slate. So just wait and see and see what we're looking at injury wise here. San Antonio at Chicago. 235 and a half total here. It's been bet down most places to 234. Chicago's a five point favorite, but Vegas really expected some points to be scored in this game. Um, Bates Diop questionable. Gordon Dragic out. I mean, we'll see if he even shows up. Um, and then on the Chicago side, Lonzo Caruso Levine out. And then Javante Green is questionable. We'll start with San Antonio here. You know, a game that's projected to be very high scoring. No more Derek White. Um, what are we looking at here for San Antonio? I'm going to keep playing DeJounte Murray and just keep playing him until he just doesn't do well anymore. I, I don't know what's gotten into him. I don't know if he's just mad at Greg Pop. For he's him. been good all season. Let's just be honest. Well, well yeah, he has. <laughs> he's been amazing all season. He's been great, man. I just feel like he took it to another level once Derek White got traded. It, it's like I have not seen like what, what, what he's been putting up the last two games has just been incredible. I'm going to just play him. He's he's my one, another one of my favorite tournament plays today, um, and I'm just going to probably run it back with some other guys on the opposite side. Uh, Bissell's price is coming up a little bit, but I think he's still uh, firmly in play. If everyone's if everyone for the Spurs is um, is still alive as as before, but Bissell is probably the only other guy I would want to roster roster here for sure. Um, Poto's price is still up, so I can't play him much, but yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Murray's just a guy that I really love here, and I think Vassal is someone, I think, on DraftKings at least, 5,200, depending on the value that opens up throughout the day. He's just kind of in that range. Uh, I think if you land on him, you know, he's a guy that can definitely get you six, seven X. Um, I wish McDermott was getting more minutes. His, his fantasy point per minute is solid, but at 22 minutes a night, I don't think you can really play a lot of him, if any. So Chicago side, I, I mean, it, it's as simple as this. There's no Zach Levine. Take shots on DeRozan. Take shots on Vooch. Even potentially take shots on you know au and kobe white au is just gonna play 40 plus minutes it seems like every night um especially with no levine yeah i, I agree those are the main four guys i'm gonna go with for sure i kind of definitely love um i kind of definitely love playing au i think he's probably one of my favorite plays um from chicago next to demar DeRozan. All right. Uh, anything else from Chicago? I think they're pretty. Yeah, this pretty game good. is fantastic. Well, I'll just say it one more time. This game is fantastic. This is definitely a game I'll be looking at some game stacks for. Mm-hmm. All right. We got Portland at Milwaukee. No total in this game. There's a couple places that have it out at 230. 
and Milwaukee like 14, but a lot of places have it down. And I think a lot of that has to do with Giannis kind of questionable, but everything I've read is he's going to play. Uh, you never know though, especially right now, but on the Portland side, Eric Bledsoe, Joe Ingles, Lillard, Little, Dennis Smith Jr. All out. Uh, Connington Hill, Lopez out from Milwaukee. Again, has Giannis is probable. I know there's been some concerns about his, you know, ankle being sore and stuff, but if there was ever a game for him to sit. This is like a really good game for him to sit. They should control this game very well, very easily. Um, anything here on the Portland side that you like? I mean, I'm probably just want to play um, maybe Simons because I know he's going to be the primary ball handler. I like to see, I don't like the fact that we saw that Josh Hart in his first game with the team played 36 minutes. So he's someone that might be an option. Um, but but honestly, I, I don't think I can roster anyone else uh, right now. Justice also is playing a lot of minutes too. So, uh, but I think these guys are, um, they, on, on the site wise, I think these guys probably might be more in play um, on fa- on FanDuel, I mean, I mean on DK, sorry, compared to FanDuel because the prices are a little bit better and a little bit cheaper, but that's really it. Um, I, I, I can see myself getting to these guys, but not like at a high priority or high clip. Yeah, I mean, Hart had a 22% usage rate the other night, and Simon still had a 31% usage rate, um, had one of his best fantasy nights in a long time. So I really like Simon's. I, maybe Josh Hart helps. Um, maybe having someone else uh, there helps a little bit. So don't hate it for large field tournaments, but I mean, I just don't know if this game stays close. And for me on the Bucks side, if Giannis plays, I really don't have any interest at all in this team. If Giannis sits, well, yeah, it opens up Middleton. It opens up Drew. It opens up Portis. But I, I think Giannis plays, and I think I just kind of stay away from this game. I completely agree with you. All right, we got Toronto at New Orleans. Two eighteen and a half total here. Toronto is a four-point favorite in this one. You know, looking at the Toronto side first, I mean, no real big injuries. Larry Nance Jr. is out for the Pelicans. Zion's still out. Um, let's talk Toronto first. Anything standing out to you here for Toronto? Um. Probably is honestly just playing Fred Bamley. I think his price is um still I mean eight point eight K um for him on, on DK. I think it's a little bit too cheap still, um personally. So I think that's a good a little bit of a good undervalued play that we know he's gonna shoot the ball a lot. Um and I think and, uh, and if I'm correct for um New New Orleans is in the bottom half of the league and allowing three pointers um to the opponent. So um I would definitely target Fred Pimbley. I think he's a he's a good tournament play. Um, and then then you can obviously use any of these other guys if you want. Um, they're they are appropriately priced though, so I would definitely take like only playing one of them um, with the team and definitely running it back with someone else on the opposite side. But that's whole starting five. Um, if they're all in, they're all our GPP plays. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at when you're looking at teams like this. Toronto where you have guys with just massive ceilings like you know Siakam can just have like monster games you know every once in a while Van Vliet's gonna have a monster game you, you take some tournament shots here you know earlier in the season we saw Barnes have good games so I mean and then Gary Trent when he gets hot from three-point land he had 60 the other night against Houston so the upside is there um 
you know, for any of these guys to kind of take some, some opportunities. And then on the new Orleans side, I don't really what to think here with new Orleans with CJ McCollum. He's 7,900. I think I'd be crazy not to say, Hey, go, go take a shot on CJ McCollum. Um, He's going to play plenty of minutes for you to be, you know, for her to be worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. He's probably the only guy when him and Valentinus are my top options from new Orleans, especially with the prices there like 7.9 on DK and 7.7 um, for Valanciunas as well. Um, these guys, especially especially CJ, it was encur- it's encouraging like to see that he's taking that many shots. Um, 21 in the first in the first game with the team, and then 24. So to me, if he's going to just keep taking that many shots, I'm just going to keep rostering him because I know he's underpriced for for that for that role that he's for his new role that he's in. So I'm going to take advantage of that and just keep riding it and. Hopefully it pays off big in the end. Yeah, I really like CJ McCollum here. I think that he's just going to have the opportunity to to shoot a ton here. Orlando at Denver, 224.5 total here. Denver, 10.5 point favorites. Um, Looking at Orlando first, I mean, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Moritz, Wagner, all out. On the Denver side of things, Monte Morris is questionable. Murray and Porter Jr. remain out. Um, we'll start here with the Orlando side. Um, I mean, anything standing out? Anything interesting here to you? No, honestly, not really. Yeah, um, yeah nothing. Like, I, I can't – like, tournaments, that's it. And I'll be like Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter. And maybe Suggs, but that's it. I, I don't know. I, I can't see myself playing nobody. My problem with Suggs is like the other night against Phoenix, he just had a great game and the Magic couldn't even keep the game close and he only got like 26 minutes and he was having a fantastic game and it just, just <laughs> the Magic stink. Um, it's hard to be a Magic fan. It really is. And a Dolphins fan. It's just, it's, it's a whirlwind <laughs> of... Season Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a whirlwind of... Yeah. On the Denver side, I mean, you can play Jokic any night that you want. And I would never talk you off of it. I don't know if he plays enough minutes and this game stays close enough for Jokic to have a ceiling game compared to some of these 10K players, 9K players that we've talked about already. I completely agree. And his price on DK is just crazy. 12.2K. I mean, we know what he can do, but I don't I think that's just a little bit too high in this matchup. Um, unless you think the game is close, roster him. And running back definitely with someone with a couple guys from Orlando, but other than that, I can't see myself playing against Jokic um, today on this slate. Yeah, I just listen again. I'm never going to say don't play Jokic because he's just he is what he is. Um, I just I can't I can't I don't see my I just like you look at like some of the guys that we've already talked about, Dejounte. We haven't even talked about Steph yet. We, we, you know, DeRozan, Siakam, Vooch, Sabonis, Julius Randle. Like, I think I'd just save the money on any of those guys and play two of those guys instead of like a 7K guy with Jokic. So, Houston at Utah, <laughs> 229 and a half total here. Utah, 14 and a half point favorites in this one on the Houston side. Eric Gordon is now probable. On the Utah side, Rudy Gobert is questionable, 
and Rudy Gay is out. So starting here with the Houston side, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is like kind of back to pre-injury a little bit here. You know, pre-injury, we saw him just kind of doing everything for Houston. And, you know, we look at the last two games, 28 and or 29 and 26% usage for him. I don't hate taking shots on him if Go- if Gobert sits because that defense is a lot worse without Gobert. But overall, I don't really see myself playing much from Houston. Maybe send gun in large field tournaments, but overall, not loving anything here. I completely agree with you. Um, Kevin Porter would be like if if Gobert doesn't play, then I want to definitely roster a guy like Kevin Porter because the game when the tempo um, is actually a little bit faster for the game. Um, for the Utah Jazz. And I've noticed that they play a little bit faster without Gobert on the court. So I would definitely try to target Kevin Porter and that type of game environment. Um, and Christian Wood. Um, it, but like I said, it's depending on the news for Rudy Gobert. Um, but those are the only two guys I really would have major interest in on, on Houston. On the Utah side, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, if Gobert sits, you know, should have pretty good usage here in a great matchup. Uh, if Gobert is out, Whiteside should play enough minutes for him to be definitely worth it. Um, I think it all kind of depends on Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, definitely for sure. Because if Gobert's absolutely down for Mitchell, makes an excellent tournament play, he should get all the usage um, that he's been getting. Um, he said he's 8.8 on Fandle, so he's someone that, that definitely is in play. Um, I just don't know how much of a play he will be. Um, on my radar because I know it's in between price. Same thing on on, on DK at nine two. Same thing on DK at it's nine two. That price is just in between a lot of good other players, so it makes it kind of hard to want to say fully commit to rostering him. But he will definitely probably be coming out lesser ownership, um, and I think you should try to take advantage of that if you can. All right, we finished it out with Golden State at LA taking on the Clippers. 222 and a half total here. Golden State, six point favorites in this one. Uh, Draymond, Iguodala, Wiseman out. Paul George, Kawhi, Norman Powell out. Luke Kennard questionable. I love, I mean, I love Golden State minus six in this game for what it's worth. Uh, I think that line is way too low with Steph Clay and all these guys playing Norman Powell out now for the Clippers too. Um, we'll start here with golden state. I, I mean, I think they're very content on like clay playing 30 minutes a night right now. And his price is kind of right at that price point. And we've seen like Curry's usage go down a little bit. Dare I say like they're golden state, like in general outside of maybe some Wiggins is a little bit unplayable right now. I, I disagree with that. Okay. Um, just because, like, because we look at the track record of the Clippers, they play hard and they, and they still are some way in games. And that's the only reason why I kind of disagree with that. And I think that these are great tournament plays. Uh, I think, I think Steph, yeah, his usage has been down. But if, if the Clippers are keeping this game close, we're going to need a big game either from Steph or Clay for, for them to put the game away and win the game. Um, because there's not that many offense um guys that they can rely on for offense besides like I said, besides with, with Steph, with Clay and then um Andrew Wiggins mainly being a big three right now that they have. Um 
So I, I like them in tournaments. I, um, I know they're priced definitely appropriately for sure, uh, but the upside for them is it, still there. I think um, just because of the this is because of the opponent, honestly. And I would probably run it back with a with a guy or two from the Clippers um, in this type of situation. Um, listen, I hear you. Uh, it just it's tough, you know, especially when you're looking at the Clippers. I guess maybe like. Reggie Jackson would be the guy I think you'd run it back with maybe a Marcus Morris. Um, It's just, once you get past that, uh, it's so tough to trust anybody. I think Trey Mann would be somebody with Norman Powell out that Trey Mann just is going to play a bunch of minutes. So I think those would be your run back options. If you're going to play a clay or a Steph or a Wiggins. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, Those are the top ones that will run is Morris, um, uh, Morris, Reggie Jackson, uh, man for sure. Um, and another guy from the Warriors who, who's who's been who started the last game. I'm a, and I'm kind of expecting him to start again. Um, is is Jonathan Kaminga? He's 4600 on 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 DK. I think he makes for an excellent tournament play. I don't know if anyone's really going to be on him. Even at 5600 on Fanduel, I know the price is a little bit high, but he this this kid is special. He he just he's just special. He he can do it all. Um, I, I like the way he plays, and I can see him having a big game, especially with the forty six hundred dollar price on on DraftKings. He allows you to get um, a couple of the pay up options if you make your line correctly with them. All right, um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We're gonna use DraftKings pricing and scoring. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Uh, who do you like here? Under 5K to go 7X. Um, give me under 5K to go 7. I'm going to actually say we get the game from Patty Mills today. All right. I think I'm going to go Trey Mann, just kind of talking about the game. I think the minutes are going to be there for Trey Mann, and I think that if he gets the minutes, he'll shoot. So I'll go Trey Mann. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today? Uh, give me over 8K. Goodness gracious. A lot of options today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Chris Middleton. All right. I'm going to go Jokic, I think. I just, when you're looking at the slate in general, I just don't love Jokic or Giannis. I think either one of those guys. Who's your uh, favorite 6X play today? Um, favorite guy to go 6X, I want to say. I think he's going to have a monster. I think he's going to have actually a pretty good day. Um. I'm going to say, oh, gosh, between two guys. Uh, but price not issue, I'm going to say Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I love him in the spot today. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic and probably be a guy you need to win GPPs tomorrow. I'm going to go Whiteside, assuming that Gobert sits again. If Gobert, obviously, if he plays, don't play Whiteside. Uh, let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Someone you think is under 10% that, you know, is weird. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga. I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know. I was like throwing around a few different names, and the one that I just 
kept like kind of like ending up on today that I really don't think is going to be. I don't think he's going to be chalky. Maybe he is, but I'm going to go Julius Randle. Could be wrong. Maybe he's chalky. I just think at 9,600, I don't think a lot of people is going to play Julius Randle at 9,600. And I, I hope he's a let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, Dre, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, no, just pay attention to news. We got all the trades, trade stuff out the way now. So just got to pay attention to the news and rotations of different uh, what these coaches are going to do with their new players and go from there. All right. Sounds good. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.